All right. Um, one. Wait, what episode is this? Five. How? How do you not? I think this is episode five. Anyway, one. No. Yes. Yes, it yes. is. It should be. Yes. All right. Welcome back to Triggers and Triggered a Discography. This is episode five, album five, with your host Schmief and Cam. How's it going you, today, man? You got it right that time. You actually like said your name first. That's I'm impressed. It only uh, took five episodes for us to get here and for me to do that, but who knows if that's actually going to stick with it? So it might change. Long-term goals, you know, we'll we'll get it right eventually. Uh, it's going it's going pretty well. Uh, I've been on a really really weird music kick lately. You know, J Metal took over my my playlist. I don't know what happens. Maybe maybe we'll come back to the West this week. Uh, what's up wanna, with you? Do you want to talk about how you got down that road? Or I don't know do you how I got just... down there. It just kind of showed up. I was I was listening to a metalcore playlist on shuffle one day, and one song came on, and I was like, "Oh, this is this actually isn't that bad." And then you know. 250 scrabbles of that artist later uh oh god was this on spotify did you start on spotify with this yeah yeah i did yeah yeah so so what happens there i actually spoke with the spotify engineers uh you liked it once and they go this man this is all he needs that is how it feels like and they pumped it straight into your veins i'll go and i'll look at like one of the genre playlists that they like generate for you and it's just already all stuff that i already like i'm like what what is going on here? This mm. isn't this isn't helping me discover anything new. I think you did discover something new. A whole subgenre of metal and rock and whatever you would label it as. Uh, Kawaii core. I'm <laughs> sure. We're, whatever that. Whatever you just said. Moving on. Anyway, so episode five, album five, brings us to a band called O oh Sleeper, and and let me just say at the at the stop at the top of this right. You mentioned O Sleeper to me probably, what, three, four weeks ago now, just in, in general conversation. And I was like, you know what? I really forgot about this band, but it's a band that I like. I really enjoyed. And, you know, I'm kind of glad that we dove into this album because I, I, I really enjoyed this. And it was kind of like a blast from the past for me. So anyway, so episode five, album five, takes us to O Sleeper's uh, Children of Fire album, which came out in 2011. And now for anyone keeping tabs, this is pretty pretty new for us, considering that we started with things from the 40s. But anyway, O Sleeper, Children of Fire. Any first initial thoughts here? Oh, the 1840s, right? That's what that's when our first album was. 1840s, um, yeah. Yeah, so it was it was on my phone when we were walking into the gym. That's what reminded you of it and made you pick it for this episode. Um I don't I don't know if I want to speak now or if I should get this out of the way first and then we can talk about it for the, the entire episode. Well, do you want me to give my uh, my overview notes before we get started into the, the actual songs here? Yeah, I mean, if you've got a, if you've got a starting point. Yeah, so let me just positive. give a, a brief overview of Children of Fire, right? So from what I found out, the only single off this album was End Seekers. It's actually the first track on this album. Hush Ale right? and Children of Fire were singles as well. Were they also singles? Yeah. Okay, perfect. So we this album's got three singles. Um, this was actually the last studio album before the band went on hiatus, um, which would last several years. 
they are actually back together as a band now and have since released a new album, uh, Bloodied and Unbowed, or Unbowed, perhaps, that came out in 2019, right? Um, and for anyone that doesn't know, O Sleeper, at least in their early years, was a very religious, you could say, Christian band. Um, and their albums tell a tale of the war raged between God and Satan, or at least the newer albums. The band has stated that you know their newer stuff kind of shifts away from Christianity because the band, you know, as a whole, isn't all Christian and they accept all beliefs. But their earlier work is is very much a tale between God and Satan. And so this album in particular, the Children of Fire album, um, follows two characters, one who is devoted to God originally and his daughter who starts out as an atheist, right? And throughout the entire album, uh, it portrays this man who feels betrayed by God and so feels that God has abandoned him, as you'll listen to throughout all of these songs. And his daughter, after witnessing the war between God and Satan, comes to find the beauty and trust in God. Um, Children of Fire, the song and the album as a whole, is the cataclysm in the end of all things living. And so this kind of album sums up and it's a continuation of the previous album. Yeah, I'd add to that that the, the previous album contained the actual, the, the build up to and then the battle between God and Satan. So at the start of this album, the the zealot character is feeling abandoned because he put his whole life into service to God, but now everyone believes that that God has, I don't know, departed, has been defeated in battle, has has lost and left everyone. So he has nothing. He he feels like he wasted his entire life. Whereas the the daughter character, the the atheist feels like she was wrong, but that she doesn't understand how the level of violence that she's seen and how the people with the beliefs before can reconcile that. Um, so it's it's a direct continuation in... It's it's more like a B-side concept album, because like, it's directly continuing with the same threads from Son of the Morning. Absolutely. And I'm going to put a disclaimer on this one now on this podcast that this episode will be uh, religion-heavy, and there's some aspects of you know, pretty gruesome details that are to come in a couple songs. So I'm just going to put that disclaimer out there now that if you don't want to listen to that, I suggest skipping this episode and waiting for week six. But anyway, so from what I understand, this this war between God and Satan, or at least as the song tells it, right, is that in this war, it's perceived that both entities kind of, you know, quote unquote, died and or lost. And so that's where everyone kind of feels troubled by it yeah so in in the end of the the previous album satan definitely lost like they have god carving off his horns and dropping them to the earth so he he's satan's a hundred percent defeated but then god sort of disappears as well so they weren't sure the 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 people the experts at the time aren't sure if he's been defeated if he's just withdrawn but they have this overwhelming feeling of like, well, now that we're not a part of that anymore, there's no threat of hell to to make you scared of being a bad person, and there's no promise of a reward of heaven to sort of incentivize being a good person. So they they don't know what to do 
with their morality and their sudden confirmation and then lack of substance to their faith right if it's been 100% confirmed because of the, the battle was very visible but then both prominent figures have completely disappeared does your faith still apply is it when it's been challenged when it's been confirmed and then challenged can you still find it in yourself yeah and i think a lot of songs on this album touch on the aspect of abandonment and you know holding holding fast when things kind of fall apart in the sense that okay satan was defeated right but then god you know we'll say disappears something happens right yeah and so the people were like we were guided by god's hand and then you know whether or not he defeated satan which we'll say that he did with the dropping of his horns right but then he disappears and it leaves you know this we'll say common people left for themselves right and it's like we were guided by god in these years and then all of a sudden he just leaves and so it's like what do, what do we do as common people who is to lead us what purpose are we supposed to have you know how do we live fulfilling lives right and so this album speaks upon that and about the 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 doubts that people have and the decisions that they have to make in life and the the influences that that'll affect every single person so let me just say i was going to say i think we've that's a really good overall overview of the sort of context around the album because this is an album that's not just a, a collection of songs to listen to but they're trying to tell a story of and one that in, invokes a lot of real life attributes in it it's not it's not just a complete story of fiction they're trying to ground it and so let me just say that while i took this as a, you know our normal album review right i tried yeah. to actively do a deep dive into each song and then compare it back to what's the over our overarching story here right yep and so i'm gonna do the reviews but i'm also gonna try to explain further at least my take on each song and kind of how sure. it relates back to the the overall narrative so with that being said do you have any notes on um how well this album did or do you want to just get right into it uh this album didn't make the the billboard top 100 it charted well on the genre charts and it, it was in the the bubbling up sort of second 100 so it was like 140 right right um i don't have any information on how this the singles did i imagine end seekers probably charted on one of the genre charts okay just because i like end seekers spoiler we're gonna get to it in 10 seconds but i like end seekers and i imagine that it did all right i want to call it a commercial success for for o sleeper but i know that the main vocalist has said that like o sleeper doesn't make him any money so yeah i would say that well i guess we'll say the problem and it's not necessarily a problem with with the band per se but one you have to so you have to like metalcore heavy metal kind of right you have to like the style of music okay yeah and then you also have to like the christian elements of it because you can't get past them in the, in the early albums such as children of fire right yeah so we already have two notches stacked against you so unless you really like both of those things this will probably be a hard pass for most people um but i think it is it, it's a really good 
rendition and story that's being told. But again, yeah, it's it's probably not up there with you know the likes of a Trey U and AFI. But I think it certainly holds its weight and, and throws its own punches for for what it is as an album as a whole. So yeah. with that being said, let's just dive right into it. The number one song on this album, or I'm sorry, the the first song on this album is End Seekers, right? We, as we stated, this is one of the singles off this album. It's the first song on this album. So do you want to take it off with what you think about End Seekers? I think End Seekers is a great way to start this album. It has a lot uh, of energy. Um, and I don't think you misspoke when you said the number one track. It, it's the most popular song on this album, isn't it? I believe, according to Spotify Records, I think it does have the most listens. Let me just pull it up right here. Oh boy, I listen to so much stuff that. <laughs> All right. So, yes, End Seekers is their most popular song on Spotify with 4.2 million listens. So, I think that there's a very good reason that this is the most popular track. It's an excellent opening to the album, it has an excellent first 30 seconds of the song. The, uh, the rhythm guitar chugging underneath all of the the harsh vocals i think is great and then when they i this is something that i don't know i don't know if you've picked up on it yet the uh the slow section where they change the tone and they give me something else to work with i really like that part as well yeah i think this band uh does really well the fact that they can go from we'll say pretty heavy to very soft clean vocals and i think it's something that as we mentioned previously a lot of bands struggle with you know that that mix of when to put the two together yeah and when to kind of have that blend but i think oh sleeper does that really well and you know the vocals are just beautiful like it's yeah, great they, singing their cleans are very very good so uh, you know i think this is perhaps the most invigorating song we have listened to thus far in this podcast um you know the lines right early in the beginning cry your eyes and behold our captain rally round his feet right I mean, this is such a just get up and and mosh kind of song, but and then to dive into End Seekers as a whole, right? As compared to the the story that's being told here, you know, to stand at the ends of the world and stand tall and defiant against all that is evil, and perhaps be bolstered by a captain is peak motivation, right? Say you're just a regular foot soldier in an army, and you just got this captain delivering this beautiful speech. And there's nothing more that gets you pumped up than the words coming out of that man's mouth. And it's, you know, for if the captain does not retreat and decides to stand steadfast in the face of death, so too shall all of us, for we are nothing but inspired, right? So we would go to the ends of the ends of the world, ends of our lives, for what we assume the captain is God, right? But all of a sudden, the song mentions that this is hell, and that we have ultimately been abandoned. And I mean, have we merely just been pawns in this war against Satan? And so, and then the song goes on to say, and now my bones just keep bending to reach for an end. So you can, it describes the agony that everyone's experiencing, right? Like God has left and people feel abandoned. And there's just all of a sudden this just overwhelming pain. And that paints a picture of a man warped beyond imagine. I mean, who suffers and who has been abandoned. But then he questions his faith and what is, was his faith in vain, Right. He, he fought alongside this captain and then his captain leaves and he was inspired, but now he's left alone and in pain. And so it's, he's, he sees himself in hell almost. And so 
honestly, I think for an opening song, this is such a great song. I gave it a 10 out of 10 and I think it's an excellent way to open up this entire album. Yeah, I gave it an eight. Um, you're a little more loose with your tens than I am, but I, I think this, I think there's an argument that this is the best song on the album. No, I would say, and I think that people on Spotify, Spotify also agree that this is, End Seekers is probably one of the best songs by this band by far. So that being said, it's raining like crazy outside right now. My cat's going nuts. Um, anyway, so well, that takes us into song number two, Shed Your Soul, right? What do you have here? Any thoughts? Yeah, uh, Shed Your Soul doesn't, it, it didn't connect as much to me. It sounded like a B cut of End Seekers. Um, I didn't get as deep on the lyrics of it because it didn't just didn't hit me acoustically. So um, I gave it a four. Oh, wow. I, I will say the pause and then the, the, the recorded audible inhale before the first I saw God die that I really liked, but I just the first like 15 seconds of the song don't do it for me. I, I don't know why End Seekers 100% balls to the wall start and Shed Your Souls 100% balls to the wall start don't hit me the same way, but Shed Your Souls just doesn't. Like I said, it, it feels like a worse version of End Seekers. So I did say to follow up on that, I said that Shed Your Soul is certainly a heavier version of End Seekers, and it's a yeah. constant barrage of anger and frustration as this you know whole story is unfolded before us. Um, I think this is a great song to listen to. I'm a fan of it. If you go beyond the noise, there's there's a, another story, the continuation that's going on here. Um, I gave it an eight out of ten. I would have loved more of the cleans in this song, just because I think the vocalist has a such a beautiful voice. Yeah, and in the lyric in the song where they say. You know, this is the end. There is no right or wrong, no king, no throne to defend. And again, this just speaks on uh, the idea of abandonment, right? Like they're left alone after this after this war with, with no God and no Satan, of course. And so do these people crumble to their knees because, you know, what, what purpose do they serve now? What, what will do they have to carry on after standing next to God, right? And so they just kind of struggle with this. And again, they're fueled by abandonment. And it's this abandonment and this rage and this pain that's going to keep growing as we go on throughout the album. So again, I gave this one an 8 out of 10. I think it's a solid follow-up to End Seekers. And I think it's only going to build as we go throughout this album. So that being said, we'll go into the song The Marriage of Steel and Skin. And again, this song continues the story of the war between God and Satan and the assumption that both perished as a result. Uh, the man proclaims that our judge is dead, but one must reside to bring down judgment, right? So the people, you know, this, the common man can't bring judgment upon their own people. Like there needs to be someone at a higher power to cast this judgment, right? Whether it be good or bad. And this might be a turning point in his rationale as this statement infers God must be alive still, right? Someone must still persist on to guide the people. Like they, there just can't be no one up there, right? Like if God truly perished, is there no one else? Right. And so the man goes on the offensive to find the man that has harmed his daughter as, as referenced in the song and kind of by the name of this, the title of the song. Right. 
And he literally states that he'll marry a blade to his neck until the head comes off. I mean, this song is absolutely brutal if you listen to the lyrics. I mean, this song is the first time they talk about this man's daughter. And clearly someone has brought harm to his daughter. And this is the problem, right? So without a higher power, people are causing all sorts of mayhem. And they're causing all this mischief. And they're causing harm. And so as a result, someone harmed his daughter. So this man goes, I will literally take his head off from his body. And so everyone's kind of devolving, right? And this is just a constant theme that's going to keep building. So again, I gave this song an 8 out of 10. I just think this album keeps ramping up. Yeah. You're not... Everything you said there was definitely accurate. I acoustically found that it, it didn't it didn't build for me. Um, I found Shed Your Soul and The Marriage of Steel and Skin to be acoustically just repetitive after End Seekers. Like, I feel like End Seekers did it good, and then Shed Your Soul did it worse, and then The Marriage of Steel and Skin did it worse again. Uh, I have notes that the, the lo-fi section at around two minutes I found enjoyable. Um, but yeah, otherwise it was too tonally similar to the previous songs to really catch my interest. Um, I, it's, it's something that happens all with almost all of the songs from the zealot father's point of view is that I find it hard to reconcile what he's going through and I, I don't find it difficult to put myself in his shoes so i don't his songs just don't work for me yeah it certainly seems like he's struggling a lot and going through you know an immense burden and so it's kind of hard to relate because you're like he's clearly going through something unimaginable right and it's almost something unfathomable that we can't even put ourselves into his own shoes because it's just that intense yeah, the, I I would actually say that it, it doesn't really have anything to do with the burden that he's going through. It has to do with how he reacts, because I, I can't tell if... It's hard to tell if the burden is happening to everyone, or if it's just happening to him, or if it's only happening inside his own mind. Um... And, that, and that's a, actually a very good point because we don't actually know how everyone else around him, because, you know, we'll assume that he wasn't the only one of God's army, right? And so is this just him in his own mind going crazy because he assumes God has abandoned him? And so because of that, because of this, you know, you were standing next to God and all of a sudden God's gone, right? So he's clearly feeling the effects, whether that be physical or mental or what, maybe a combination of both, right? So do we actually know if everyone else around him is experiencing this, or is this just related to him alone? But it, he's clearly taking it, he's very reactionary with the things that he does. Yeah. And he's clearly greatly affected by this abandonment, whether it be actual or not. Yeah, so I don't know if I said, but I, I gave the song a three. Wow. I I didn't really enjoy the first half of the album. Well, that's all right. I think, and again, like I said, I think this is the album where you kind of have to like both aspects of what's going on to really 
rate it higher like I, I will, but I do acoustically. If if this was gonna be one of my hot takes, although I, it really exclusively applies to me, so it wouldn't really be a hot take. That's just where I was gonna talk about it. If this if this album was in a different language and I didn't understand the words, I would like it. When I had listened to it a month ago and I wasn't really listening to it, it was just noise that was on. I really liked this album. So I liked when you picked it because I thought, oh, that's something I'm going to like and I'm going to be able to talk about and I'm going to enjoy talking about. And my opinion could not have changed more by sitting down and listening to it in depth and reading the lyrics and looking about the context of some of the songs. Yeah, and it's and see that's just it's crazy because I had the exact opposite reaction. I mean, I knew that I had already liked this album, right? But not to this degree. And I think this is a a very intense and and serious album. And you know, I actually while I liked some of the songs already, I enjoy the entire album for what it provides. So, that being said, We'll take it into the first, we'll say, slower song on the album, right? With Hush Yael at the fourth slot. And so let me just put, I don't know if you looked into what this song was about. Yeah, I did. I almost almost want to go first here. Okay, please. Uh, I gave the song a one. Okay. The context around the event that it's about makes me unable to enjoy this song. So, I mean, just to reiterate that he, like, the ratings are about how much I enjoy a particular track and listening to this song while reading about the context made me, I don't think I'm ever going to listen to this track again if I have any choice to. Yeah. And I'm going to give the backstory for this song. And for anyone that's still listening to this point, this is one of the songs that's just absolutely brutal. I mean, it's a slow song, but if you look up exactly what this song's about, it's, pretty serious right so i didn't know this prior to our deep dive and I, I looked it up as i did my my extra research um so this song is based on samir gunter who is a member of the palestine liberation front and hezbollah right and on april 22nd of 1979 which is actually mentioned in the song right this man killed a policeman in the attempted kidnapping of a family, which resulted in that entire family dying. Okay. And this song literally talks about standing up for those who have no power, no way or will to stand for themselves and bringing them to justice. Um, unfortunately, the song goes on to state that quite literally, she had to watch him pull the trigger in her daddy's back put his face to the waves till he took his last then he took her life with the butt of a gun four years from when her life had begun so i'm not gonna say anything else about this song i know you gave it a one i don't like the story behind this song i gave it a 10 only because of their beautiful rendition of the song but again like you i will never listen to the song again yeah i just i i don't so the the whole i do I do I want to give more context or do we want to just move on? I, I think I think this song is is pretty deep. I do recommend, you know, if if you do want to learn more about it, listen to the song and then go research what it's talking about. But it's just it's just heavy to the point where like it, it sits at a different spot with inside of you, right? Um if you're more than welcome to say whatever you want to say about the song, right? But right, if you want to so move on, we can. The 
Palestinian militant. Um, he, he crossed the border into Israel from Lebanon by a boat. And he kidnapped this. Well, first he murdered a policeman. And that's very unpleasant. But what happened after that was significantly less pleasant. They, this man and his, his group broke into an apartment building and they kidnapped a father. And they took him and his daughter down to the water and they they beat him until they had crushed his skull and then they put him face down in the water and then with the butt of their rifles they beat his four-year-old daughter to death the mother while this was happening had managed to escape with their two-year-old daughter and they, they hid in a crawl space between the walls. But in her fear, she to keep the youngest daughter from, from screaming, she held her hand over the daughter's mouth and, and suffocated her to death accidentally while her husband and, uh, and second daughter were being murdered. So, I don't think I can ever hear the words "hush yael" and not not get upset because Yael is the younger daughter's name. So it's it the song is from the point of view of the mother who's accidentally smothering her child to death while her husband and second daughter are being murdered. Yeah, I. I'm going to take a moment there, right? So this song is, we're going to move on to number five, right? Yeah. I think, I think number five is a great song to move on to because the conscience speaks is a very soft, very gentle, very few lyrics. It, I gave it a six and my descriptions of it are it's a perfect palate cleanser to just let you move past the first four songs. And I think I, so I also gave it a six, right? Only because there's just not much there, but I think it serves yeah. its purpose very well. If you listen to the album from, you know, the start to the end. Right. Um, but I think if you listen to what's actually being said, I think it makes sense from what happened in Hush Yael, right? And so I think, like you said, it's a good palate cleanser. It's a good take the, how long is it? It's not that. It's probably like a minute. It's over a minute, yeah. It's a minute 12. So I think it's that, take that minute and 12 seconds and just kind of sit with everything that just happened, right? And literally do as the as the title says, right? So it's not bad. It, it serves its purpose very well. It's short for a reason, but I think it has, it's very impactful. So then we move on to number six. And again, if you looked up what this song's about, this is also very brutal. They 
this album's intense, man. This was tough. Yeah. And yeah, this so one number six, Dealers of Fame. Do you want to go first? Ah, uh, I have a I have a this one brief overview. Yeah, if you want to do that, go for it. This one didn't hit me as hard. The point of view is 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 from the perpetrators, so it's not as the point of view is different and i knew about this event before i deep dove into the album so they're not as tightly connected in my mind so it, i didn't have as strong a reaction to this track as i did hush il yeah this one certainly isn't well, i don't want to say certainly isn't bad because it is no it's awful but, but like it, it's they're two completely different yeah they're coins, different right? circumstances so this is another song about brutal murders and as you stated, it's a first-person narrative about the Ukrainian serial killers, and I'm leaving the name of that out intentionally. Um, and they were responsible for a series of murders in June and July of 2007. The duo wanted fame and notoriety and would often record their murders, which is, is about as disgraceful as it gets. They were dubbed the Maniacs because of their infamous recording, which depicted their torture of an elderly man in a forest. And this wasn't their only bout of evil okay this was just the one that was most widespread yeah they did they did lots of different things and they recorded them and they posted them online and they did evil things to get their names known so and so i i won't speak the name and i'm just gonna say the last thing that i'll say about this song is that the line let them rot is perfect so means to believe let me just say that I'm kind of glad with means to believe because it's very refreshing after the last three songs. Yeah. Because the last three songs hit at a different level that while the whole story, right, is about this this war between God and Satan in the aftermath, right? Means to believe was such a welcome song after the last three that I was just I just had a sigh of relief because that wasn't that was intense that i'm not i will never listen to those three songs ever again regardless of how good they are and whatnot but so means to believe i gave it an eight out of ten um i think this song really speaks to the man's complete doubt and lack of trust in god he spends the entire song saying that if he has certain things but not others what is the point for example god gave him a train but not the tracks or the fuel for it God gave the man a voice to speak out for those that cannot speak out, but he gave the mind, the man a mind of doubt, right? So he has one thing, but he's always lacking the other. And I mean, you could also say that, you know, God gave you one thing, but it's up to you to get the others. Like he gave you the tools to succeed. You have to have that upon yourself to take it one step further. But it almost seems like the man is culminating all of his questions into a massive pile of doubt towards God, and that if he truly exists, why is he living like this, right? It's kind of that that phrase that if you know if if God is a benevolent God, right, why are we living this way? And so this song definitely shifts more towards the story narrative that the band wants to tell with this whole album. And I believe each track builds off the previous to tell a further tale of this man and his relationship with God. Again, I really like the fact that this band can sing 
the cleans very beautifully and it's almost like a, a lullaby every time they're doing the uh, clean vocal and then again they have no problem dropping into that heavy and it's just a perfect blend and they execute it very well and again i gave this song an eight out of ten i also gave it an eight out of ten but uh i think at least in terms of my own enjoyment i think this is the best song on the album really yeah i means I'm to actually... leave it's 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 the turning point in the zealot character's mind where he's he's coming to terms with the things that he's had to experience and and the doubts in his mind and it's it's the first time that i can sort of understand him as a character and i think that it meshes with the acoustics really well um so yeah i really enjoyed means to believe and and the whole second half of the album i enjoyed more than the first half when it's back to the story and we're away from the references to real events. I enjoy it more. I think that I would agree with you. The back half of the album, I think, really brings the whole narrative home. And I think they do a really good job of, you know, getting to the end point with the last song. Yeah. So with that being said, we'll get into In the Wake of Pigs. And I'll be honest, this is probably my favorite song on the album. It might okay. be 1A, 1B with End Seekers, right? Yeah. Um, I even said in my notes, I think this song hits the same spot that End Seekers does. This is another really solid, heavy track. And I think in terms of the story, um, I think this is where the man really digs deep as he states, there's got to be more, there's got to be peace. I've joined them and clawed at the ground, at that ground for my feed. I've seen blood shed, but the words still remain. So he's clearly got those final moments of God, right? And he's clearly coming over this doubt. And then, you know, maybe in his last final moments as he's stuck in his own head and he's deep within his own thoughts. Thoughts, that's funny. Thoughts, right? Oh, no. Oh, boy. Let's take a pause right there. It's going to get edited out. But anyway. My pause? So in his final moments and deep within his, his own mind, right, God speaks out to him and says, you are not alone. In the eye of the darkest storm, we are the lighthouse shining a lamp from the shore to bring your journey home. And God's voice is urging the man to climb. The man still with his doubts shouts, where is your voice coming from? As he's uncertain of who is actually speaking to him, right? Like where, if, if I witness God disappear, then wh what is this voice and where is it coming from? And so God responds back, you are not alone. Use this song to lead you home. We are the legacy that's left to breathe, the winds to sail you home. And the man finally accepts this call, or at least we think that he does, and gives into God's voice and spreads his wings to return home, his journey done. Or is it? But I said, yeah, again, I gave this song a 10 out of 10. I think it's a masterpiece. I would agree. I, I mean... Maybe not, maybe not quite as strongly. I think In the Wake of Pigs is really strong. Um, I gave it a seven. I really like those the sections you highlighted when when you have the the growls from the the zealot's point of view and then the cleans from the chorus of God's point of view. I really enjoy the tonal diversity, the back and forth there. Um, I think it does a really good job of actually, you know, putting to rest that this is an actual story, that it's a back and forth between the man and perhaps his thoughts or God speaking from within him, right? Yeah. I think this song does that really well to kind of hone that, that narrative. 
so in the wake of pigs is followed up by claws of god right track number nine i gave this song surprisingly enough a six out of ten okay and i think this song speaks to the fact that people may be persuaded against god and that people out there will talk against the word of god and these people will wait until you're almost at the top like this guy was literally climbing in the previous song to god's word but then either himself, his thoughts, or someone else is waiting for him at the top to knock him down and toss him from this righteous path. And the story is decent in this song, especially following up from the In the Wake of Pig song. Because as the man ascends to God, those who still not believe or follow God's word will try to get you back down from that path. And they will throw deceit to disrupt your journey, as mentioned in the song, right? But again, as you pointed out, it makes me question... Is all of this deceit and all of this doubt coming from within him, or is it from third parties? Yeah, right? how much of this story is only happening inside his mind? So what do you, what do you think about Claus of God? Um, well, the story is good. This is, this is, Claus of God is almost like an inverse of how I feel about most of the rest of the album. Because on the rest of the album, I love the acoustics, and I'm not digging the meaning. Claws of God, I, I like the meaning, but I don't... The cleans in the song, how they're sort of shouted instead of sung. Because their regular cleans are so good. It's very and beautiful. In this track, they're different from, from the cleans in the entire rest of the album, and I don't, I don't like them. I also found that the ending, even though this is one of the shorter tracks on the album, besides The Conscious Speaks, I found it too... It, I found this track too long, even though it's one of the shorter ones. Wow. Well, Claws of God is followed up by The Family Ruin. What do you think about that? I think The Family Ruin highlighted just how good they are at everything that's been in the album, how, how they're good at the, you know, the lead guitar and the chugging rhythm guitar and the clean vocals and the, the growled vocals and using every piece to get the most out of a single track as they can. And I really liked in the middle of the track, they have, after each line of vocals, they have this sort of like synth number that is played between the lines in in a pause and i i found that interesting i didn't think that i heard it anywhere else in the album um so i liked all the acoustics and i liked the story where both the zealot and the the doubting daughter sort of come to conflict and sort of choose their their sides in in their family war. So, uh, so I give it a, a seven. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I also gave it a seven. And perhaps I maybe thought about this one a little too deep and maybe I misread the lyrics, but it almost seemed like the daughter had a choice between killing her own father and or providing him mercy from the war raging in his own mind, right? Or are rather different the, things or are they the same thing? Or rather the things that he struggles with, because they mentioned in this song, the marriage of steel and skin again. And yep. it's almost as if the daughter, you know, 
is reunited with the father, we'll say, and the daughter struggles with the idea of, do I, do I end his suffering and end the war going on within him? Or do I kind of let him be the man that he's becoming and see if he can get himself out of it and, and see if he can find God again or whatever to save this man more or less. Right. And then I feel there's also a third party in this and we'll say that's God, right. Talking to the daughter and the line that says this time you're going to learn what it means to receive the very mercy that you denied when you denied. Right. And so I feel like this is the daughter decided to end her father's life. And God goes, well, you had the option to give him mercy, but you denied him that. And so now you must learn the true meaning of all of your actions. And so I feel like this is the first time that perhaps the daughter and God interact. And that he was there this entire time, but that the father was shrouded by his own misguidement. And, you know we'll say maybe horrible thoughts or lack of judgment. And this is how he ended, right? So I don't know. I kind of, I really struggled with this, with this song. I think as just a song, I gave it a seven out of 10. I think it's really good, but I really struggled with, with the, the deeper meaning behind this one. Yeah. So that brings us to chewing the stitch. And I gave this song an 8 out of 10. I think it's a really good song. Um, I think it calls out to those that rejected the words of God and tried to forge a path with no leader and with no voice and with no guidance. And the song states, We are monsters on our own, but banded together we will overcome. The people alive as if they live as if they've never lived before, and even through a calloused heart, the words of God can reach them, right? So even though they may be troubled, even though they may be down a dark path or lost and abandoned, God still has this power to reach them regardless of what's going on inside of them, right? And I think that's the faltering the father had, is that he could no longer hear that voice or, or feel that effect. And so the ending does make me wonder, though, as the song states, don't expect us to apologize, rebel dogs in the spotlight. We want no truce, no truce or compromise which makes me think back to the conscious speaks in the guys are telling God to accept them as they are, but that despite what they may have done before, they want to be accepted still if they take God's word into their calloused hearts. So it's, you know, for all that they have done, right, they want to be accepted for who they are and not necessarily for what they've done. And yeah. perhaps, you know, maybe I'm just thinking way too deep into this, right? But I, I dude, I sat there and I went through each song like this. <laughs> I think you you covered all of the meaning that I was going to talk about in the song. Um, acoustically, I didn't really enjoy this song. Um, I gave it a five, and in my notes, I have underlined End Seekers Part 3. Okay. Um, it, it just, I didn't feel like it was unique. What do you think about Children of Fire, man? And I'm talking about the song that ends this album and not the album as a whole. So, I I want to read you my notes and then based on that have you guessed the rating? Okay. Because I think there's going to be some discrepancy between what my notes make make it sound like my opinion is 
and what my actual opinion is. Okay. Uh, I found it re repetitive, especially the, the looping chorus. Um, and that after End Seekers Shed Your Soul and Chewing the Stitch, I kind of wanted to call it End Seekers Part 4. Oh my god. What, what do you think I rated this song? You know what? I think you gave it an 8. I gave it an 8 out of 10. Yeah. Ah, look at that, ladies and gentlemen. I said that the chorus repetitions would be bad, but that the, the guitar work underneath it was really nice. And that while it felt like End Seekers Part 4, it was like the first repetition of End Seekers tonally, where there had been some sort of development and other. It felt like they were finally taking another step musically from the from the just hard, heavy chugs. What do you think about the track Children of Fire? So to no surprise. So did you give it a nine or a ten? I give it a ten. Okay. So let me just state that I think this is by far the best title track we have listened to on this podcast. Yeah, we've had some stinkers, haven't we? And I don't know if this has been intentional or if it's just a thing that bands do, but every album I think we listen to has had a song named after the album, right? That's pretty normal. But I think this is the best one by a wide margin. And I think it's the perfect song to put at the very end of this album because of the story that's being told and the, the wrapping up, if you will, of what the song tells, right? Yeah. So this song speaks of those who stayed behind in the war between God and Satan and stayed true to the words of God while others left for various reasons and gave up on him. The men sing, we are the children of fire. We are the lions. We stayed when all else deserted, and to which God answers them, I see you, tattered and bruised. You're the only ones who remained true. I hear your call through the thick of it all. You've waited so long for the rescue, right? And so at this point, we'll assume that the father has succumbed to the, the hands of his daughter, and God is going to teach her what it is to be merciful, right? But then you have everybody else. And so this makes me believe that the man wasn't just alone in his thoughts and that there was everyone else with their own story and with everything else affecting them as well. And that some people decided that, you know, even with God gone, who disappeared, right? Some stood behind, waited on that battlefield and said, I still believe steadfast in this, in this being. And I will stay here until my bitter end, whether I am rescued or I perish, right? And so their perseverance was not in vain. For all the suffering and the pain, they are rescued by God and taken up into the heavens as God cleanses the world anew, which is what Children of Fire is about. Those that had stayed behind ascended with God, as they still believe, till the bitter end, right? And God goes... We are starting over. I am cleansing this world. We are going to bathe it in fire so that we may start fresh. Okay. Overall, I think this song is again another masterpiece. As I said, it's a 10 out of 10. And I think it's by and far the best ending to this album and to this story overall. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's definitely a great way to wrap up the story that's been told. Um, 
if I was reading the story as a book, I would feel kind of cheated. But as an album, I think it's great. So what do you have thoughts overall on this album? What do, what do you have? What did you take away from this? Uh, that I regret doing it. Because <laughs> I, I used to just enjoy the songs without having any thoughts about what they were actually saying. Will you um, ever go back and listen to these songs or no? A couple of them, yeah. I mean, End Seekers is probably going to be up there. Means to Believe, Children of Fire. Yeah, I mean, like I like how the album sounds. If if I didn't speak English, I would probably give this a seven. But overall, uh, it comes in at what? Uh, overall, it it's at a a five point two. Wow. A lot of that is down to the fact that I knowing what the events are happening in Hushael, I just I. I can't enjoy it. Um, so, and that being the longest track on the album by a significant amount kind of brings the average down. And it's it's crazy because you gave it a one and I gave it 10, but for yeah, marginally I mean, kind of the same reasons. We've got the, maybe, we have the same idea. Yeah. I'm on about it. I just. So, to no one's surprise, and if you listen this far, I think this album is absolutely brilliant and a masterpiece as a whole. I think the storytelling, thematics of God, and the ebb and flow of individuals as they contend with their lives and their struggles in the word of God, I think in the end, those that stay true are rescued in his arms. And even if you are not religious, I think this album has a great sound to it. And like you said, you know, if this wasn't a different language, it's I think it still sounds really good. If you just kind of want noise, I think this album does that really well. Yeah, I mean, sorry, also, sorry for ruining it for all of you now that you've listened to this. But if you can drop this entire podcast from your mind and just listen to it without thinking about it, it's amazing. Yes, uh, you know, definitely put it on if you want noise. Definitely do not listen to these songs for what the story that's being told because it's heartbreaking to say. Nothing short of that. Um, yeah, so I gave this album this album overall an 8.25. I would gladly listen to it in its entirety again. That being said, I, I wrote that. I probably would. See, I don't know. I take that back because of the songs that we mentioned previously. So I would listen to the rest of this album. I would skip those three tracks only because of everything behind it um i very much enjoyed listening to this and i have to say actually i said it in the beginning right but i gotta say thank you for mentioning this band a couple weeks back because i totally forgot about oh sleeper and this was a very exciting journey for me yeah i was i was definitely excited when you mentioned wanting to do this as one of the albums i was very excited to do it because i thought i was gonna love it i gotta say that of the music you have mentioned this one and also the band Dead by April, I have very much enjoyed going back and listening to those albums because those are bands that I still enjoy, but that I just, you know, for whatever reason forgot about, but that have been very exciting to get back into. And I'm excited when those songs come on. So again, thank you for this one. So Speaking of other bands. Okay. Do you have any recommendations for things? It would sound sort of like this. I have I have one that I think is really good. Okay. I don't know if you're going to bring it up as well. I don't. I I guarantee you we'll have two different things here. But I'm please go ahead. I'm I'm excited to hear what you have. Okay, because I I have 
uh, for today's Immortals album. You know, I was contemplating putting that one down just because it also has that Christian element behind it. Yeah. But I actually, I actually went in a different route, very similar okay. to that, though. So I picked August Burns Red Constellations album. Okay. Which, in my opinion, is their best album. But it also has the same kind of story and connotation behind it with that Christian element. And so I think that'd be a solid album to follow up with this one. I also threw in, if you just kind of want to listen to stuff that sounds like this, not necessarily the Christian element, but just if you want noise, I threw in Motionless and White's album Creatures, which is one of their older albums. But if you just want that noise connotation, I think that's a solid, solid pick. So before I dragged us into this album, you had something you were going to say. Do you remember before I sidetracked you? or uh, I'll be honest, I do not. Okay. Is there anything else you wanted to cover? Because I think... I think we've hit all the, all the points that I wanted to touch on Children of Fire. Yeah, there's, there's a lot going on here. I, th- I think I've definitely spoken enough in this podcast and tried to explain every single song and you know, I really took the time to to research and, and take that deep dive into each individual track. But yeah, I mean, I really recommend that people explore this one if you can. If you that's something you can handle. It's definitely intense if you if you listen to the story. Great music if you just want noise. But yeah, I'm I'm content leaving this one on the table, closing this book, and and moving on. We got to get it off. The, we ate we ate all the sausages today. There there weren't any hot takes. We got to get it off the table. There was no hot takes. I honestly, I think this was a very beautiful album to do. I'm glad that we, I'm glad that we did it. Um, yeah, man, I'm excited for what's to come. Any final thoughts for you before we end this one? No, I think I think I think we've hit every note that I wanted to hear today. All right, then we will close this one out. This is episode five, album five of the Triggers and Triggered podcast. Closing out O Sleeper's Children of Fire album. We will see everyone next week with album six. Have a great night.